Welcome back to The Remote Worker. My name is Han Talbot, also known as Han Meets World, and today we'll be chatting with Caroline Sunday. Caroline is the founder of Travel Eat Slay and travel subscription box, The Travel Box. Based in London, Caroline works on her two businesses outside of her remote full-time day job. In this episode, we talk about starting a business in a pandemic, how different remote work lifestyles look, and getting a product in front of different audiences, including media. So grab a coffee, a tea, or something stronger, and let's get started. Okay, we are good to go. So Caroline, thank you so, so much for coming back. I am so sorry, like, you know all the like starting up problems going right now right well oh, good um, hiccups happen like this is where you gain your strength when you have a little hiccup because in most cases if everything goes well so quickly you just like yeah i got this and then yeah. bigger problems yeah. down the road now i get you completely yeah so anyway oh my gosh so we're here to chat about travel box so tell us like what is travel box and what inspired you to get started the Travel Box is a quarterly travel subscription service. So each, every three months, subscribers get five little holiday helpers, which products that they need must have when they travel. So I'm looking at so smart travel options like power banks, universal adapters, um, packing cubes. So just little things that help you, one, travel safer or be a savvy packer while you're traveling and just keep you safe while you're traveling as well um the inspiration from this it actually started the box itself i have been working on it for since last november so november 2020 yeah mm-hmm. i was like calculating i was doing 2021 oh pandemic <laughs> matrix that's what it yes. is <laughs> time um, stood still so it kicked off in 2020 of November and right now we're currently on our summer edition and it's going interestingly as like a first time subscription box service. The fact that travel hasn't recovered as quickly as I imagined. Like just like you were saying with your hiccups of like doing the podcast, I'm having hiccups of uh, like starting a new brand uh, travel related brand starting a brand within the pandemic and just trying to gain customers especially i'm selling a product that they can't majority of the people can't use right now effectively to its full purpose because most of the things that will be included in the box require them to travel which is something that they're not doing right now but my hope, or at least what's keeping me going, is that I am reiterating that travel will resume. So rather than you then frantically thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't got this out. Why don't you actually use this time, prepare, start getting the things that you need and start learning about new products that you need that you might not even have known about before the pandemic happened. Mm. Then once the travel doors fully open and you're ready to travel, you're equipped. You got this subscription service. This is a tool that's there to equip travelers, help you save time and money as well. Mm, awesome. So what kind of initially inspired you to get started? Was it the fact that there were kind of, was it a personal issue you were having or and you saw like, right, there's a gap here? Or It's a it? mixture. I think it's a little bit of everything, actually. Mm. I have another brand, which is called mm. Travel Eat Slay. And we'll through that brand, mm. I organize... Uh, group trips you like day trips around Europe mm. and through those trips as well as just in general people used to ask well, okay so I'm going for this destination or I'm going to travel what do I need to pack 
And to me, I was, I was just saying like, at least have you got the basics covered before I tell you anything else? Mm. And that's what I wanted to really focus on and just have people prepared with the basics. Mm. The basics are, we're calling them basics, but they are still essential travel items. And then last May or June-ish, during the pandemic, I hosted a few Instagram live chats, basically just connecting with different influencers, content creators, businesses within the travel industry, just to say, hey guys, we're all in this together. What are you guys doing while we're facing this global pandemic? What you usually do, which is travel related, is on hold. How are you coping? And through those conversations, again, it was ignited. That conversation, that topic of like, what is a travel essential item or like what should people pack when they travel was brought up again. So in a way, this was like just, it kept coming up and coming up and I was just like, okay, let me put this, take this offline. Let me research if there's anything like this in the industry. And lo and behold, there isn't anything like what I'm creating. There's something like if you're looking for beach items, you're going for a beach holiday, there is a subscription box for just, totally beach stuff there is a subscription box if you're going for hiking but there isn't one that covers all barriers so i'm looking at your tech side i'm looking at the smart travel side i'm also including like health beauty items as well so i'm just trying to do like an all-rounder kind of box or at least a service that it's kind of like a starter pack when you don't know exactly what you want to pack or what you should take with you or where to get these gadgets from look out for the travel box because that's what we're here to solve love it so that's a fun little segue into my next question what are your top three must pack or must haves in your okay. carry-on let's start with carry-on i think i said this the last time we spoke. <laughs> minus my lip gloss hand sanitizer and tissue or wipes like those are those are just like we don't talk about those those are automatically in there but i would go for power bank i have to stay connected and nowadays everyone is really like tech savvy and they need to stay connected right whether it's your phone or whatever gadget that you're carrying if you have a power bank you thank the gods that you're still like alive i would also go for water bottle ideally it has to be collapsible now that i have found this nice gadget in the travel box my mum and I were fighting over that one yeah. <laughs> it's funny as well I never I didn't know about collapsible water bottles yeah. I was just like okay this is if I don't know it I think through this experience of running this uh, subscription box I'm also getting introduced to brands that or products that I didn't know existed maybe I'm a little bit late to the party but if I don't know it, I'm sure there's someone else in the same boat as me that didn't know it. So I'm also doing like a discovery experience through this myself. So power bank, water bottle. And again, I'm going to go for like a universal adapter. I've had moments where I have had to either get to the airport early or I have missed my flight. No. And then <laughs> I've had People to stay over in, in like the airport. And if it's an international airport, you don't have the converter, right? The charger. Mm. But if you have a universal adapter, you are all sorted. I'm now beginning to understand like my own box that I got when I first signed up for travel. 
It's there. And uh, some of these things are basic, but then I'm just thinking, even when I first thought, okay, shall I do this service or not? I held a little survey. I just had to do some market research and think, am I really thinking that it's something basic and people know already what to carry? But when I did that survey, it was interesting. I think I got like over 200 responses and people were, there was a common denominator of products that I just thought, oh, these are basic. Like, how did you not think, (laughs) how did you not carry this before? But again, such things help me in terms of steering the direction of what kind of products I need to include in the box. So I'm forever grateful for everyone who took part in the survey and just new brands through my own research that I'm coming across. Because another aspect of the box, I'm trying to showcase small businesses or small travel related businesses that we're all in the same box. We need that like new customer bases, like focusing their eyes on our businesses in a way. Absolutely. Out of interest, what was the top product that came out of your survey? Funny enough, it was the two that I meant. So Power Bank and uh, Universal Adapter. Oh, that's so interesting. So I was just like, I think my survey might have, it wasn't, it, it was basic. I asked them, what are the five items that you cannot travel without? Mm. So I just wanted to understand like where everyone is, is basically when they travel, like little random things like potty tissues. I think like, you know, when you go to, when you travel, I guess more of camping. Yeah. Like you want to put the one on your seat when you go to the toilet. That was also included in there. I was just like, okay. And it, it ranged from like really out of the world things to, Okay, you've you're making sense here. Yeah. <laughs> like this is good. That's I didn't so think about that, but yeah, this is good. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think packing cubes are also in the top five. I just really like got into packing cubes. I um, wasn't into them either. And now for the summer box, that's our main product feature. Oh the packing cubes. Love that. Little uh little sneak peek. Little sneak yeah, peek. Yeah, sneak peek. <laughs> Amazing. So you mentioned Travel Week Slay um, a little bit already. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the community and what it's all about? Okay. So Travel Week Slay is my first born. (laughs) It started off as just merchandise. I was working in a corporate job Mm. and we got to travel to lovely destinations. And through those trips that I used to take for work, I was just inspired to create a souvenir that I could take along my trips with me. And what better way than to put that onto fashion because everyone wears clothes and that's the first thing that you see when you travel. So I got a friend to help me create a logo and I that's how we started. I just uh, started wearing the t-shirt as and when I traveled for work. I got interest through Instagram because I would also document my trips through there. And I just... Started the, the, <laughs> I started the t-shirt. I don't know why I get choked up. I started the t-shirt line. At the same time, I graduated in events management and I wanted to put my skills of events to action in a way. But I was a little bit scared. I didn't know how to. Then I think it was like, this was a few years down in the line. While I had the merchandise, I thought of organizing sip and paint events. And even though I haven't actually, I've organized about five of those and I haven't painted myself, but 
I have <laughs> orchestrated and I've organized uh, the spin paint event. And at the same time, I also started organizing group trips uh, just as a way to break up the like day to day, every day today, working in London, everything is just the same. Why don't we just escape for 12 hours? We go to Paris, we go to Milan, we go to different destinations. Since London is such a great hub in terms of connection and airports, the day trips just served as a way to connect with like-minded people who like to travel, but also didn't have that much money or time to spend and go to like Bali or long-haul destinations, but they still wanted to travel. And so I was feeling a void for anyone who... Literally, the, the trips are very open that I would advertise on Instagram or Twitter. And that's how I would get people to attend. Mm. And over the course of 2019, I managed to organize 12 trips. So it was like about one a month. We would go to different destinations, connected with like over 75 people. Some were even from the US because they were traveling into London. They were already here. They heard about the trips and they were just like, hey, next time you're if you got anything this month, I'm in London. I would like to connect with you. I'd like to travel with you. I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Amazing. And how have you kind of kept that community going during, uh, say, 2020? It was a bit longer than that, but you've yes. done a really good job of keeping people engaged. So It's been difficult. I'm not even going to lie. Because I think everyone ha- has been dealing with the whole pandemic in a different way. And mental health-wise, you also don't want to seem unethical or like talking about travel when people can't really travel so I found it a little bit difficult at the beginning and I found it that difficult that I didn't want anything to do with my social media like I just gave it away I managed to connect with just different people within the travel industry in different countries and I asked them hey how do you feel about taking over my account for a day showcase your destination and just show my followers about what your destination is about, like what the things that they should look out for in a way, just kind of keep the momentum of Wanderlust alive until we are able to travel because they'll then realize, oh, maybe your destination is somewhere where people have been meaning to travel, but they just needed an insider kind of voice into it. So I managed to do that for a month of like May, I think May, I gave away my account. I was just like, okay. And I would just DM different people. I'd be like, hey, I like what you're doing. Are you able to just come on my page? I'll give you the account details. It was that serious that I, to me, it felt like a relief. But at the same time, I was still feeding my community, my followers, that kind of like a dream to say, okay, once this is over, there is somewhere that I can consider or whatever. I can learn about a new destination in a way. You're absolutely right. And you know what? Like, I know you said it felt scary, but you know what? I feel like people who lent into their community, people who lent into groups are going to come out of this feeling so much better is not quite what the word I'm looking for, but I feel like you're going to come out. Well, people who've done that generally are just going to come out of this Mm -hmm. feeling so much stronger and so much more connected. And I imagine you're now going to have some people who you're also going to have this extra community. I mean, you already accumulated this incredible community, but yeah, somehow like, yeah, I can imagine it's going to, you're going to come out with it with even more. Yeah. And that's the whole point of social media. That's what we're supposed to be using these platforms for, right? Just to connect 
because we can't all have everybody's numbers, but we can all follow each other and just engage and engage virtually, virtually. So I managed to do that for, for that whole month. And then that's when I kicked in. I gained my sanity back and I thought, okay, let me do these Instagram lives. It was just another way, again, of staying present, but still expanding my network and just getting to know different people. I don't know if I said this to you before. This was like June, July, around about the whole Black Lives Matter movement. I created a Black Travel Directory. Um, I know in the industry, in the travel industry, I know in different industries, it's still a talking matter that there isn't that much inclusivity and not many people or not many brands are always reaching out to Black creatives. And I just wanted my voice heard. I'm a Black content creator myself. I sometimes face those issues. So I took some time out since we all had all the time in the world (laughs) during pandemic, during lockdown. I just created a list of over, if I'm like over 200 or 250. These are just content creators, photographers, service providers who are all Black and that are serving within the travel industry. And it was just another way, again, to connect and tap into different industries or different contexts that I need to work with in the future, but also showcase or amplify their voices to say, hey, friends, if you're looking out, these are some of the people that you should be working with or you could be interacting with. And this is just a free service or a free list that anyone can utilize is there for usage <laughs> basically yeah no it's honestly amazing really comprehensive do you want to tell people if there's any brand reps or anybody who's looking to connect with other creators like do you want to tell people where they can find it it's on traveleatplay.com uh you can just go there and you'll find black travel directory perfect yeah no honestly 100 worth checking out such a good shout yeah yeah no, you've done amazing work like getting all these little things that you've been doing just to keep people united like honestly I think that's amazing like honestly it's also to keep me like in a way to keep me sane or just to keep me doing something mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. I'm always here for helping out because I understand I am a small brand myself and I see what I've experienced firsthand the experiences that you get as a small brand let alone like other people just not having that voice or someone else to be like hey I feel your pain or I I know what you're going through let's help each other out kind of thing Mm, absolutely yeah so let's just kind of wind things back a little bit and to the remote working aspect of the remote worker podcast so what we kind of call a typical remote worker like you know when people think of remote workers they think digital nomads and barley like shoes off like yeah top on the beach (laughs) On a little swingy chair with your laptop. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, being there, done that. However, Mm -hmm. not all remote workers are doing that kind of thing. Yeah. So paint a picture, like tell people, well, don't literally tell people where you are, but do you want to tell us where you're based and a little bit about what your working week looks like? Okay. I'm based in London. So I'm working from home. I work within the government at the moment. And my Monday to Friday... Eight till four is my government job. And then literally when I clock off, I have to split my time from content creating for the travel box, content creating for travel, it's lame, pitching to brands to collaborate with me, 
because I'm a one man, ba- one woman band. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to handle everything from marketing to customer service to everything to do with what my brand is, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm all over it. Sometimes I'm not so all over it because <laughs> as you can imagine, there's only so much or so little one person can do and you can stretch your hands or fingers. So some things might go a little bit underneath the rug, but I try and make the most of my 24 hours. If I can't, sometimes we all experience burnout. I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to beat myself up and say, oh, I have to do this. And I used to do that, actually. I used to be so, like, I will sleep late doing content for a brand or for myself. And I was just like, it's going to be there tomorrow. Literally, like, at some point, you have to cut the line and draw the line and say, my sanity over content, yeah, something has to give. Like, you have to stay sane. Because if you're running on low gas, low energy, it's also going to show in the kind of work that you're going to be doing. And then you start making mistakes and it's just... You need to take time for self-care, which I don't do much, but then sometimes sleeping is self-care to me. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. I think we're definitely coming down from this period of like mad hustle culture, Mm -hmm. especially now that we've had this year and a half now of reflecting. Yes. Whether that's moving to the coast, whether that is remote working, whether that is doing something as simple it's not as simple as like i'm gonna run a bath tonight necessarily but it's the small things like taking yeah. care of your your sleep 100%. yeah like, or just reading a book if you like reading a book doing something that you like cooking dish that you like whatever taking a walk literally i remember like really deep lockdown taking a walk we took that for granted because we were just like oh my gosh i need to get out so just when you see the sun if you can take a walk it will help like yeah. mentally it will really help yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more i think that's i'm happy i had a dog during this last year and a half like i think especially when the government was saying like if you've got pets you can exercise them i was like yes okay yes i'm going out i was just like i have no pet i am i am the pet i'm going out (laughs) like get this uh my dog is sick (laughs) yeah i'm walking for my dog (laughs) amazing so any advice for business owners in their first or maybe second years of business mm-hmm. right, that can be anything that you're learning or from Travel Box or Travel Week Slay? I think anything that I've learned before, it kind of went out the window. Not to say this is only because it's a new territory for me, like the whole subscription service. Personally, I don't even own a subscription. Like I don't even, I haven't signed up to any uh, subscription. So it was just understanding mentality of how that service runs. But I would say for anyone starting, some tips that I would throw in there is like do the research extensively of what you're trying to build. By that I mean, is it what people want? Or is it just something that you think, oh, yeah, people are going to like this. But did they tell you, is there a market for it? Is there a gap in the market? of the things that you're creating, whatever service it is or whatever product it is. Once you get that understanding, oh, my first tip actually was to just start with work because I think some people wait for like that. Oh, I want it to be perfect. 
I want this thing to be perfect first and then I will start it. In wow. some cases, depending on what it is, I also wouldn't advise you to just rush into anything and then put it out there. But in most cases, no idea or no business is going to be perfect first before you launch it. So mm-hmm. once you already have something and you, you've ticked the box of the market research, everyone says, yes, this is a good idea. Get it out there. And that's the best way that you're going to know whether it is actually something good or, okay, let's um, go back to the drawing board. Let's change this little part. Let's make adjustments here and there and then relaunch it again. I would also say getting an understanding of your finances is key. Both my brands are self-funded. It's only for the travel box that I uh, did a little bit of like a fundraising case. And even that, like, with the extensive or with how big of a vision this box or service is, the fundraising didn't go that far. It was nice to start me off, but majority of everything that I've been doing has just been out of my own pocket. So also understand your finances when you're starting your business. Is it something that you're going to need to get like investment involved or have you already got the the startup, like something to start you off and then you can get investment at a later stage. Um, I would also say collaboration is key. So if you're working with, if you know of other brands that are within the sector that you're thinking of, or even in, they're not in the sector that you are trying to tap into, but there is some kind of mutual benefit that you can both collaborate in. And especially if they're also a small business, you're kind of piggybacking on each other and helping each other out cross-promoting on social media, their uh, followers are going to see or know about your brand and then vice versa. If you can get into the mail shots, like newsletters, all those little things are small things that people might take for granted, but to a small business, it's really going to be helpful. I would also say if you can get into like PR, kind of work like Twitter is great for this, like, I don't know. I don't understand. Most people are not on Twitter and they're kind of missing a link on gaining publicity for their small brands. Even if it's not on Twitter, some PR brands are always up for looking or helping small brands. Some of them come at a price. Some of them come for free. There's just, again, how much money, it goes back to the finances that I was saying, how much money have you got to put aside and say, okay, this is for marketing my brand. This is for finding products for my brand. This is for social media or however you want to uh, divide your finances. But I would say at least those, I don't know how many I've said that, but... (laughs) No, it's been amazing. Do you know what? It's very interesting. I think what what sums up well also is having a plan. Yeah. Business, financial, marketing plan. But also, I would also, I think to me, um, yes, have a plan, but sometimes it doesn't always have to be like clear cut. I think in some cases, scares off people to say, I haven't really got a plan. So that means my business is not going to work. I'm the one who says, yes, you can have a, the plan might be just like, okay, for the next six months, this is what I want to do. Or for the next three months, this is what my business is going to be. I'm going to launch. I'm going to do this. I'm going to come back again after six months and see where I am so I can move to the next six months. Not everyone is good at forecasting so far up ahead. 
and I'm not going to shun anyone because look at me, <laughs> I'm here and I'm doing it. But I would say, depending again, I think it depends on the kind of product that or business that you're starting up. Some would require you to have like a whole year. How are you going to manage this first year? How are you going to do X, Y, Z with your finances, with your marketing? But again, that shouldn't shy someone away from starting or pushing their business out. In most cases, if you're in doubt, they're always like helpers, um, like mentors or accelerator programs that can help you get this started and get on the right direction. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And one final question. What has been your biggest learning from starting up a business during a pandemic? Obviously, you couldn't have foreseen before, but you kind of take a lesson maybe taken from that. Oh gosh, I'm still learning. I think, <laughs> I'm not even going to say, yeah, I'm still learning. I think every day is different. Again, because we're in a pandemic, there's no like handbook. I think maybe I should write a handbook after this. How to build a brand during a pandemic. Um, that I'm like, oh yeah, like, that's good. Yeah, because in most cases, like sometimes your mental health itself can, like you have a plan, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for my brand. But maybe you just listen to the news and that brings you down. And it's not something that you can easily oh just suck it up and just get over and done with kind of thing because you're we're all still trying to navigate how to handle this whole system that we're now living in and especially for a travel related brand i'm just like every time there's an announcement from boris saying oh yeah now the roadblock is amber now it's green now it's this. plus yeah yeah so all this also impacts on a business that's travel related because we're all waiting for that for everything to just be like okay everything is now green for everyone to now start traveling and then buying into travel related products i would say if you have started a brand within or a business within the pandemic you are doing well which i will command anyone who has started anything or who's thinking or started if you're still on like a bit of a borderline just, I don't know what you need that push. Like what is going to give you that push to get it out there? It is going to be an emotional roller coaster. I don't know how to sugarcoat it because <laughs> there is no sugarcoating. The funny thing is I started a, a business, Travel Eastley was started before the pandemic. And then this, the travel box is during the pandemic. And my mindset in both is probably, it's so different. But in a way, maybe the, my pandemic mindset is a little bit stronger because there's so much that I have to remain strong for in a way. Because sure. I can't be like, oh yeah, I started this thing. I made a big shout about it and now I'm going to give it up. Like mm-hmm. I have a feeling like anything that I'm doing now, it feels like it's even more heightened or more looked onto because anyone would have been like, oh, but she started something and then now she's letting go. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal thing, but I feel I feel like there's more eyes on me now than if I do if I had started a business before. I don't know why. <clears throat> Strange way, I kind of get where you're coming from, and I think also it's kind of like this feeling of resilience. Like somehow, yeah. the pandemic has taught a lot of us resilience. Yes, in so many different ways. That's yeah. and we're having to adapt to business and think about business in so many different ways that we could kind of let go of before yeah so I, yeah I suppose there is that kind of 
not that it's, it's like a good pressure. Let's let's say it's a, yeah, it is good pressure. But then also at the same time, it's like you're. I'm not as tolerant of the like. If something is not working, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, you're not for me. Move sure. on. Like mm-hmm. move to the next bit. I'm just trying to stay so many steps ahead in a way. So I'm just like, okay, I need to think of like different solutions, creative solutions. So if one doesn't work, I already have plan B and C and D. Not to say that I didn't have them before, no. but I, I don't know. Like I, my way of thinking now is just, is, is different. I think I would, I would love to hear you all speak or that question with other people mm. who have created a brand mm. during the pandemic, just to see how they are coping. Do you know what? That's a perfect way to round that off. Why don't we literally leave that, that people come over onto Twitter mm-hmm. and should we say Instagram as well? Yeah. And tell us how you're doing with starting your brands and how you've been doing with your content. After this, literally we're doing this. Do you want to tell people your handles so that we know? So my handles are at Travel Eat Slay and at The Travel Box with two X's amazing and i would obviously love to hear it as well so tag at ham as well yeah because <laughs> i'm just thinking and that's another thing like i think transparency during this period is key because if you're like if you're going through things beforehand you could be like oh yeah i'll brush it off or like, whatever and i think now with everything all your emotions up and down you need to take you need to have someone to just shed that load off who will understand and not be judgmental, but actually provide solutions for you. There's a space to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Caroline, this has been awesome. We will see everybody on Twitter and Instagram, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Chat everybody, you better like interact. That's the whole point of this. We're not going to just write, write this tweet and nobody will be like responding. No, let's get a conversation going. Let's get a conversation yeah. going. It's going to be awesome. Yay. Thanks. No problem. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Remote Worker. And thank you, Caroline, for your awesome insights. You can find links to Travel Eat Slay and the Travel Box below. Tag Caroline at Travel Eat Slay and myself, Han, at Han Meets World. And let us know what you've learned from time spent in lockdown. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at The Remote Worker Podcast. Thank you so much again for listening. And we can't wait to remote work with you again soon.